Hi everyone, I'm Eleanor and you're listening to Sweet Deviation, the podcast designed to help you navigate, organize, and get creative while living with ADD. In each episode, I'll share personal stories, tricks, and insights that I've used to break through daily challenges. And together, we will lean into the diagnosis and stop fighting our natural tendencies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Sweet Deviation podcast. Today's title is Stuck Again. Big shocker, right? But uh, I wanted to talk about breaking through by breaking down. What? What? Yeah, no, I do sometimes feel like I might have a breakdown, but that's not what this is about today. Um, I don't know if that is disappointing or encouraging, but the breaking down I'm referring to is taking a larger challenge and breaking it down to smaller, more manageable pieces. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about why we tend to get to this place where we're stuck again and how we can reprioritize and refocus on the tasks that get us to the goals that really matter and that propel us forward. So if you're new to the podcast, you know that this is all about living with ADD and my experiences with having just been diagnosed and starting to put all of those things into context, things that I used to beat myself up about as a personal flaw, I'm beginning to first find that it's very common uh, with people diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, and also that there's some really good, helpful things that we can do. So this is intended to be an encouragement for people who find themselves in this position. And in this episode, I want to share some of my experiences with combating like this fear paralysis that sometimes comes over me. I have so many ideas and I can stay up at night just on fire thinking about all of the awesome things that I want to do and say and try. And then for whatever reason, uh, it, it sometimes is a mood change. And I'm completely stuck. And I know I remember that feeling of exuberation wanting to do this thing. And for whatever reason, I do think that mood has a lot to do with it. And I intend to dig into that a little bit on a different date. But I had to come to the place. It's Friday. So I tend to measure my week by, you know, what did I accomplish? I'll look back and this was another Friday where I've been avoiding this task. It's just been such a weight. And I kept telling myself, no, no, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm going to do it. And then I'd find myself taking on new challenges that are noble. You know, these are things that will be worthwhile, but they weren't really, and they would propel my my motivation. I generally try to to determine the efforts that I put into something is, I it has to go through the filter of, is this going to get me closer to my goal? And some of the things that I was doing recently, yeah, they were going to get me to my goals. But I have such an interest in so many things that it was really just a distraction in disguise. And I realized that. So I had to sit and pare everything down to the most very basic things. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I whittle it down to pretty basic things. Uh, I, I believe very strongly that most things in life can be whittled down to fear or love. So if things are rolling smoothly and the waters are parting for you and you're living your best life, well, that feels like love, right? But when waters get choppy and then we drop our compass into this great abyss and we're waiting for the stars to align and and it just 
you know, we're looking for direction again, and we're kind of tossed about in this sea of confusion. And we don't remember what our purpose was or what our destination is. And all of that, honestly, is pretty scary. And it feels a lot like it's grounded in fear. So I had to remind myself, even now, after years of doing this practice, you know, it wasn't a question of all the distractions or things that I need to do. I had to really clear everything off and say, what are you afraid of? And that really is what it came down to for me to ask myself that. So over the last few weeks, um, I have had a great deal of fear I was, I was kind of going through asking myself these questions. And you know, it's not clowns under my bed, you know, those are scary, but that's not what it is. It's actually worse because I know there are no clowns under my bed. But this, this fear is real. It is here and it shows up. So that for me, I felt like I need to address it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about with fear, I'm going to give you some uh, examples of how it shows up for me. For me, it shows up in negative self-talk. It shows up in distractions. It shows up in procrastination. It shows up in comparison. It shows up in jealousy. It shows up in a lot of ways where I tell myself, I'm just not good enough. So I don't know if that makes sense or resonates with you, but I'm, I'm again telling you this from my experience. So I had to sit down in honesty today and say, yep, sure is cloaked in this like heavy, heavy garment of fear. So now that I know what it is, well, also, I mean, what, what do I do with all of that? So before we tackle that, I want to first remind you that we should always confirm that this activity that is kind of not, it, it's kind of being slippery. <laughs> we want to make sure that it's still worthy of our attention. There's no point in finishing a task for the sake of finishing it if it's not going to get you closer to your goals. I mean that, you know, if, if your goal might just be to finish a puzzle and it makes you happy, then do it. It might be, as much as I hate video games, it might be playing a video game because it distresses you. Well, then do it. <laughs> But for me, it's important that if you're going to have a task, that it gets you closer to your goals. So consider that first. And if it, if it doesn't, then let it go. Do not beat yourself up because you have another project you didn't finish. There was a time where I was, I think I've shared this before, where I was making high-heeled shoes. Like, what? Why? My kids were really young and I was bored and up all night and I went through a rabbit hole. There was some lady who was making high-heeled shoes out of Denver. So I bought her book online and I ordered all the supplies. And before I knew it, I was making shoes, which is really dumb now. No, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't dumb. It was fun. It was fun and it was fun for the time. And it, you know, my, my girlfriends got a huge, you know, they were amused by it. And I felt the joy of, you know, having coordinated shoes. I don't know. But that's not something that would propel me forward now. It's not something that I'm interested in now. So because I stopped making shoes, I don't beat myself up about that. It's just not where I am in my life anymore. So consider that, right? We want to make sure that we're spending the energy doing things that really matter for us, whether they bring us joy or they move us closer to our goals. So do that first. Because we know that we'll take on a lot of activities. It's our nature. We tend to do that because of our spontaneity. We do it because we're impulsive in our decision making. So we take on a lot of really new, cool projects that kind of fizzle out again because we either A, are in fear, or B, it just doesn't really have the energy, right, to continue to go. So sort that out. And then you can, I'll continue on to tell you about how I am working this out as we speak. So when you have 
that confirmed, the activity is still necessary to get you to your goals. Now we're going to start looking at why we are setting up booby traps, right? Like that's what it feels like to me. I know this is what I want to do. I'm excited about it. I've done it before, but I've been avoiding it like the plague. And I can't tell you why. It's something that I enjoy. It's something that I have done well. It's something that people have um, also found useful. But I had to question why I was resisting this task. And, you know, it's pivotal. It's pivotal to the things that I want to do for myself personally. So there were no outstanding reasons why I couldn't and shouldn't dedicate the time to it. My MO is I'd start reading books and learning new things or I was just taking on challenges that were fun. But even washing dishes all of a sudden became something I absolutely had to do, which truly, yeah, I mean, I should totally wash the dishes, but I was looking for things to do. I was looking for other things that were going to get in the way of doing this one thing that I wanted to do. So and I'm being very vague about it, and you'll see why later. It doesn't matter what the thing is. The fact that my fear about it and my self-sabotage was starting to show up. That's the point that I'm trying to make. So I was stuck and I didn't know how to make everything stop spinning around me so that I can focus on this task. So once I decided that I was going to sit down, I asked these questions. What are you afraid of? Is this still important to you? Um, Do you feel capable of doing this thing? Because if you don't feel capable, then you need to address that first, right? Maybe there's training you need to do. Maybe you need to ask someone for help. You want to be equipped to do it. Otherwise, you do set yourself up for failure. And then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy when you fail because, yeah, you didn't have the right tools. Nobody's going to tell a mechanic, you know, to use a hammer. You got to use the right tools. So, and that's okay, but we have to be aware of it. So once I started asking these questions... I found that my responses were pretty negative, like others do it better. Uh, It doesn't really make a difference. Um, Yeah, I just, I was starting to be real self-critical in my responses. So this search for significance was leading me to be more and more self-deprecating. And my actions and my thoughts were, you know, really not leading me toward my goal. In fact, they were, they were, contradictory to the place where I wanted to go. I wanted to feel proud of something. I wanted to feel um, clarity about this particular thing. So that was a start. And it's not a big aha moment, except that it puts the spotlight on it. Because now the dishes don't matter. The dishes are done. Oh, over, right? So I thought, yes, I do. I am. I can do it. I have done it. I enjoy it. And That's what I need to do. So then I had to put a little bit of pressure on it. And I have noticed in the last few days, I kept mentioning it to people. So I think that I have a tendency to want to come through for other people more than I do myself. And we had company over um, on Friday. Well, I say company. I'm very sensitive to the situation that we're all in. We were all very careful. We actually had our real estate agent come over. So in the in the conversation, she's someone who I think is extremely successful. You know, she is top of her game. She's just incredible. But in the conversation, I felt that there were some uh, things that I that I was surprised to learn that we all kind of do a little bit of this negative self talk. So it was interesting for me to, for me to sit back and listen to that. Uh, so what I came, what I learned from that experience was that 
it's normal for us to get to the place where we can really convince ourselves that it's just pointless. Like what, what's the point? That, that's one area of stuckness that we just have to come through. And even if you're not there uh, and you still feel like you have that, my second suggestion would be to set a timer. You all know I was going to say timer. It's not a big surprise. But let me go ahead and give you a little more information about this timer. I've mentioned to you before uh, about the 80-20 rule. It's also known as the Pareto Principle. And it's basically the observation that asserts that 80% of our outcomes uh, result from 20% of the causes, right? Or of the inputs. So again, because I was procrastinating, I thought, ooh, this is this is an interesting thought. Let me go ahead and sit with it for a second. And I have done this before, and it is true, it does work. But I calculated the amount of time in a waking day, or a working day, let's say. So eight hours. What I did actually is I took the eight hours and I made them into minutes because I wanted to be more precise. So eight times 60 was 480 minutes. I took 20% of that and came up with 96 minutes. So I basically made this agreement with myself that if I believe in this principle, then if I could spend 20% of today's working day only dedicated on this task, nothing more, no dishes, no baby goats, which was very difficult, by the way, because we had a beautiful little baby goat born yesterday. But I said, timer on, 96 minutes, do not move until this thing gets done, period. And then I also gave myself the out that if after the 96 minutes, I had done what I could with the task and I still wasn't feeling it, then I would set it aside, but agreed that I wouldn't beat myself up because I had devoted this efficient 20% time to the task. So before I decided to break it all down, because as you guys know, if you take a task that's too big, it's going to be overwhelming. I mean, that's just common sense. So I thought, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. How can I break it down into smaller pieces? And I mean the smallest of pieces. So consider how you might do that in a situation where you find yourself stuck. Now, there's always a way. Even if like, for instance, I'll give you the example of washing dishes, right? You don't want to wash the dishes. So then you got to get the water hot. All right, check. You got to put soap in the water, check. You got to, you know, rinse the dishes or whatever, whatever your method is. But once you do those things, then before you know it, the, the dishes are done. And I know this is a kind of ridiculous example. I say it only because if I gave you the example of what I'm doing, it probably wouldn't resonate. But I'm imagining that all of us have washed dishes, right? And most of us have not wanted to in, in, in some time in our lives. So that's the example that I give. You break it down into manageable pieces. You know, maybe you do all the white plates first, and then maybe you do all the cups next, and then you do the, the heavy scouring of the pans or whatever last. But you break it down into something that you can kind of see, I started and I finished and I'm moving on. Because you have those little baby successes, and that really does help. So that's the next suggestion, right? You set aside 96 minutes, you break it all down into pieces that are manageable, and then you set off to do one at a time. It's just that easy. So after the 96 minutes, I don't want this to be a battle every time that I sit to do this task. So after 96 minutes, if I'm not feeling more free of the fear, then I have to really consider if it's something worth doing because I don't want to have to dress for battle every time I need to do this task. That doesn't sound like a fun 
use of my time. And we get to do this once. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a proponent for beating yourself up to make yourself do things that are just drudgery. Like why? Change your mind. Cause that can't be your goal. I, I'm sure that there are goals worth working for and you've got to get through the mud. I get it. But if it's something that you feel like, and then I'm going to have to go through the mud again on Monday, you know, it's just, I forget the name of the dog that it was an old cartoon. See, now I'm dating myself, but it's droopy that like everything is just so heavy. Maybe we need to change the way we approach these, these tasks for now. 96 minutes is doable. I can do it. I'm going to set the clock and I'm going to make sure that the task is started one piece at a time. And this episode, this podcast, this conversation was my task and I'm done and I'm very pleased with it. I've still got to finish the editing. I'll have to go back and add intros and outros. But it had been something that I have been doing with regularity that I have promised that I was going to continue to do, promised myself, really, that I would continue to do. And I have felt a sense of, I don't know that it's a sense of pride so much as accomplishment, because I personally have had a great effect from having done it. There are times when I am just daily living where something that a a podcast idea will come to my head and then it helps me push through the task that I'm on. Uh, This is a perfect example of that. I was stuck and I thought, well, how do I tell people how they can get unstuck? I'm not the only one. If you are here, if you have ADD or if you've thought you might have ADD, being stuck is something that I think we're finding more and more. It's become more prevalent because of our situation now, because we're having to stay home, because we all feel physically stuck. So I think it's a good time to take uh, advantage of the time that we have to really dig in a little bit and, and find ways that we can become unstuck and really promote the positive self-talk and get in the habit of Uh, devoting the 96 minutes. And 96 minutes does seem to be a pretty magical number for me. I can do basically anything. If I put an audiobook in my ear, 96 minutes will fly by for me. And when it's done, I can either choose to continue to go on if I'm kind of on a roll and I don't want to stop. Or I can say I have, (laughs) there's an episode, let me interject this. There's an episode of The Office. I love The Office. But there's an episode, it was St. Patrick's Day, actually, and that was just a few days ago. So this is timely, kind of. But um, where the new manager comes in and they all wanted to go out to a bar after their Saint, their work day, they all had plans. And she says, the new manager says, well, you know, I don't know, you have, have you put in a good day's work? And I'm really, really botching this. It's not a very good retelling of the story. But at the end of the day, I do ask myself, you know, can you say that, can, can you put your stamp on this day? Were you proud of it? And if I can dedicate those 96 minutes, because based on this observation, that's pretty well known, and I think it's been proven quite often to move forward with this task. So yeah, I can put my stamp on it. And after the 96 minutes, if I feel like, yeah, I'm good, I'm done, move on, go play with a baby goat, then go and do it. So I hope that this whole conversation has been useful to you. I hope that this has been an enjoyable sweet deviation. And I'll ask before I go that you please check out the show notes for additional information and to share your experiences if you find yourself uh, dealing with some of that ADD sabotage. I'd love to hear about it. 
And one last thing, I'll also ask that you consider sharing this podcast with anyone you think could benefit from it. As always, it's been my great pleasure to be here and I look forward to the next time. And truly, I hope that the next time will be soon and that it won't have taken me this many hurdles to get it done. I appreciate your time and I look forward to the next Sweet Deviation. Thank you.